From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for November 3rd, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, and Max the Intern back in the peanut gallery. In this week's show, Teresa Eccles has her discount update for November, and Walter and I have our review of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. As Walter makes all sorts of noise. Are you ready? ready? Anything else? Wanna? See, we let you sit at the table and look what happens. Yeah, really. You get to sit at the adults' table and now look. You guys are just closing me in with all the computers and iPads. And the you have an iPad sitting in no, front of you. No, it's not mine. It's his. Oh. Well, you can it's use it if you want to. If you want to feel like yeah. one of us, you can. You know, just open it. I, I open it and I don't it do anything with it. All right. So anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, got a couple of things in housekeeping. First and foremost, there are some very excited people at the table because we finally have details on our. Adventures by Disney, City of Nights and Lights with a Disneyland Paris add-on trip for 2011. It's going to be so hard getting that on a hat. Yeah, really. <laughs> it doesn't um, even make a good ad- acronym. Uh, I, I, I First, I want to start off by saying that I apologize that it has taken so long. I know we have been talking about this for four months, at least on the show. I mean, between John, Kevin, and I, the discussion went on for months before that. Uh, I just want to explain to everybody what was involved in this process. This is not a normal Adventures by Disney vacation. Uh, Yes, they do the London-Paris portion of this trip on a regular basis, and they do offer a Disneyland-Paris add-on that you can do on your own, but this was very different because we wanted the Adventures by Disney experience as part of that Disneyland-Paris add-on, which means that they had to go to Disneyland-Paris and work out the specifics of VIP tours and special access and hotel rooms and all the other stuff they're that gets pins made for these yeah, special days. And this is not, I want to be really clear about this, this is not something Adventures by Disney offers to the general public. This was created specifically for us. Uh, now, that's not to say that in the future, if this is successful for us, that Disney, uh, that Adventures by Disney won't do this. I would count on that. Uh, but this was done specifically because we went to them and we asked them to do this. Uh, now, we've been mentioning this for a while now. So we have quite a hefty. How many names did we end up with on our uh, wait list? Uh, over a hundred. However, each of those hundred people is guess. for two or more. Yeah. So <clears throat> we got kind of got a lot of people waiting to go on this. Uh, We are limited to 36 slots um, on this trip. Uh, We do not... I'm I'm going to give the details that we do have. I did post this on the boards yesterday. I will give the details that we do have. What we don't know for certain right now 
is the date of this trip. We believe it is going to be September 2nd. That is what we're hearing. But until I have a signed contract, I can't confirm that. But we believe it's going to be September 2nd. And we do have other information, most importantly, pricing. So let's, uh, let's get to that. I just got to pull up the, the details here. Uh, you are not required to take the Disneyland Paris add-on. If you just want to do the London Paris portion of this trip with us, you can. The price for that is going to be $4,169 per adult, $3,774 per child. That is for seven days, six nights. Includes tours around London, Westminster Abbey, Buckingham Palace. Um, uh, we'll get a chance to see the London production of The Lion King, a tour of the Tower of London. Uh, then we take uh, the Eurostar. We have first-class accommodations on the Eurostar to Paris. Get to visit Notre Dame Cathedral, the Sun King Chateau, including a private tour of the Palace of Versailles, guided tour of the Louvre, lunch at the Eiffel Tower. And that portion of the trip includes six breakfasts, four lunches, and three dinners. And again, for that portion of it, 4169 per adult, 3774 per child. just want to point out that's double occupancy. That's based on double occupancy, correct. We don't have the single supplement price yet. That we're waiting on. Correct. Uh, now, if you are interested in doing the Disneyland Paris add-on, I want to just point something out here. As I mentioned before, Adventures by Disney does do a Disneyland Paris add-on for the London-Paris trip. Uh, that includes your ho- transfers to the uh, Disneyland Paris, your hotel room, your passes to the parks, and your VIP Fast Passes. does not include guides, does not include meals, or any of that, uh, or any special stuff. Um, and for that, they normally charge $1,400 per, per person. person. Uh, the add-on for our trip is $500 more than that. It's $1,900 per person, which would bring the total price of the trip, if you wanted to do both parts, to $6,069 per adult, $5,674 per child. This would make the trip nine days, eight nights. And in addition to everything you would get with the normal add-on if you were to do that, uh, we get lunch with a Disney Imagineer. We get a special viewing of the stunt show at Disneyland Paris along with a Q&A session with the stage manager. Uh, we get photo and breakfast with the characters, a VIP tour of the Disneyland Paris Park, lunch at Walt's Restaurant, an exclusive cocktail reception at Sleeping Beauty Castle, and dinner at Cinderella Restaurant with the characters. Um, and I think for 500, all that for 500 bucks is worth it, absolutely worth it. The hotel we'll, we'll be staying in there is the Disneyland Hotel, which is the flagship of the Disneyland Paris Resort. Uh, this uh, portion includes two breakfasts, two lunches, and one dinner. And... Uh, we are keeping, because there is a lot of interest in this, we are keeping the option open of adding a second trip after the, right after the first one. Um, we're going to wait and see how the first one sells to determine whether or not we need that second option, but we are working on that with Adventures by Disney. Uh, and I really do want to thank... For as frustrating as it was to wait four months, I really do want to thank our sales folks with Walt Disney Travel and the folks at Adventures by Disney. 
a lot of mountains had to be moved to do this. For those of you who work for large corporations, you understand how it can be trying to get anything done, let alone dealing with internal politics. And this was a scenario of Orlando and Burbank trying to work with Paris. I also understand that most people in um, France go on vacation for the month of August. Right. So of those four months, one whole month was pretty much closed down. Right. Plus, you have to understand, too, that while they're all under the Disney name, the ownership of the Disneyland Park in Paris, much the same way as it is in Tokyo and Hong Kong, is uh, is a little different. It's not They're not wholly owned by, by the Disney company. They have partners. So there's other politics. This really required an awful lot of work. And as I said, this is not a trip you're going to be able to do anywhere else with anyone else. This is exclusive to us. And we're really excited about it. Now, the way this is going to work, people who have been on the two previous Adventures by Disney trips that we have done will have first crack at the 36 slots that we have open. Uh, after that, it goes to the wait list, the 100 or so names that we have on the wait list. will be the next... Uh, in line to get a crack, and that's going to work basically in the order in which those requests came in. <laughs> if we still have any slots left over, we will then open that up to the general public. And if there is enough interest, as I said, then we will will definitely take a look at contracting a second trip to take place right after the first one. So this will be happening in September of 2011. Again, I believe right now the first trip will happen on September 2nd. That is not set in stone yet. Um, I was really happy, though, with the pricing because it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Well, I was hoping it was going to be what I thought because we had said to everybody, go take a look at the cost of the Nights and Lights tour uh, that are out there now. They, re they run re re usually around $4,300 per adult. And that there was going to be probably at least $2,000 added on to that for the Disneyland Paris portion. Disneyland Paris is extremely expensive. Europe is extremely expensive. The hotels, the meals, everything. I mean, it's absurd. Because we're not staying in any chumpy hotels. We're staying in nice hotels here. So, um, I'm so excited about this. I know John and Kevin are also. I just want to make sure people understand you will be traveling with Pete and Corey, Kevin and I. For this trip. Pete and Walter. What did I say, Corey? You said Corey. Pete and Walter. Sorry, Corey. You slipped. I'm in. Is that it? <laughs> Shoot. Like, well, Walter's excited. me for Corey. I'm like, what the fuck? sorry. <laughs> I think Julie might have something to say about that. Um, yeah, well, Walter, when I told Walter, you know, we've got the details, we've got the details, and I'm, you know, all excited, and I'm telling him, he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, wow, really? Can you just... Calm down there, Walter. Let's let's take some Valium. You don't want to give yourself a heart attack. I was on a photography forum, and I heard that the um, photos of the Eiffel Tower at night are copyrighted and cannot be published. Wow. The, you can publish daytime photos of the Eiffel Tower, but you can't publish photos of the Eiffel Tower at night. Something about the lights. all over the internet. The, the lights are copyrighted. I don't know. That's weird. I want to point out one more thing. The pricing that... Pete mentioned does not include airfare. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's, that's correct. what seems to be the biggest question right now. Right. It will include all of your transfers. They'll get you from the airport to the hotel, back again between all of our locations. Airfare yeah. can be booked through Adventures by Disney. Right. Adventures by Disney offers published airfare. We usually find that people uh, do a little better with scheduling uh, connections and price 
if they research this on their own. Right. And we're happy to give you that quote from Adventures by Disney uh, if you'd like it. But uh, we suggest that you price it out as well on your own and, and comparative shop for that. But, uh, yeah, I've been taking a look at flights going back and forth, trying to figure out what the days might be. And you know. Yeah, you also, I believe, um, you fly into... Uh, Heathrow. Heathrow. And you fly out of Charles de Gaulle in Paris. Correct. Not Orly. Yep, you're into Heathrow, out of Charles de Gaulle in Paris. So I love saying that, Paris. I'm going to Paris. It's very exciting. For us, there's a lot of stuff between now and then. There's the podcast cruise. There's these other adventures by Disney trips. So it's kind of like... Well, it's for us, too. I mean, you know, we're there, and we're part of that, too. So, but I'm I mean, just saying, it's hard for me personally to get that excited about it just yet. No, that's because you like to be miserable. It's also a year away. <laughs> that's because Corey's not going. That's right. All right. Uh, Kevin's already been looking at food in Paris. I did. I found the best baguette in Paris, according to the French people. Okay. Before he even looks for airfare, make a note. He's scoping out. He's scoping out restaurants. Oh, get, what was it? They bring you olives and homemade. Oh, there was. I, I read about a place where you can sit near the Seine and have glasses of wine, and they bring you out olives and homemade pretzels. Well, I'm I'm going to start practicing how to say "stay out of the damn lakes." And there's not enough food on my plate in French. <laughs> there's a lot of um, apps on the iPhone. I also yeah. want to practice. You'd be speaking German if it wasn't for us in French. <laughs> oh, Lord help us! <laughs> What's the point of being an ugly American if you can't take it take it overseas? I'm take that act overseas. I'm telling you, I'm Canadian. They'll, a? they'll still hate you. <laughs> just just say that every once in a while. So we're very, very excited. Cool. Very it's excited very trip. very excited about the trip. Uh, and like I said, uh, what's going to happen is uh, we'll be sending out information to the people we just mentioned. Uh, as soon as we have a contract in our hand, uh, first round we'll go out to those who have traveled with us previously on the Adventures by Disney trips. Next, we go by order of how they were received on the wait list, and and then we open it up to the general public. We will keep everybody posted on what's happening, but I'm hoping to have a contract uh, signed within the next week. And uh, we are uh, keeping updates on the boards, on the podcast board, disboards.com. And you can go there and keep an eye out for what we're doing. You want to talk a little bit about Adventures by Disney deposit policies? Certainly. Adventures by Disney usually requires a $300 per person deposit. After 14 days, your deposit becomes non-refundable. They also offer travel insurance. And Adventures by Disney's travel insurance works a little differently than other travel insurance. If you have a pre-existing condition and or want to insure your deposit, you not only have to add the insurance within 14 days, the original 14 days, you have to pay in full for it. For the insurance, not the trip. For, correct. For the insurance. I don't. I apologize off the top of my head. I don't know what the insurance is on that. I haven't priced that out yet. They haven't. Because this trip is different than others, and with the add-on, I don't know what the insurance will be. But if you have a pre-existing condition... It does have, and you want that covered. It does have to be done within the first fourteen days of um, making your deposit. Now, while we're on the subject of adventures by Disney trips, uh, we uh, we found out we do have. If anybody needs is interested in going on the February adventures by Disney trip that had been sold out, we do have a couple of cancellations. So there are some openings 
on that trip, the Backstage Magic Tour to California. Um, the July trip is sold out. And uh, April, we still have room. Correct. I just also need to let you know that final payment for the February trip is coming up on December 10th. So if you're looking to book the, pay, the February trip, please understand that you're going, you can make your deposit now, and final payment for the rest of the trip is in the beginning of December. And you can find information on all that on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. If anyone has an ABD question that we haven't answered, feel f- please feel free to write to me at Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. And that goes for any of these trips or any of the Adventures by Disney trips because Dream sells them all, and Kevin Kevin is our ABD person. So Max apparently has a problem with that. What is he barking at? There's nobody there. Poltergeist. I- I'm telling you, that must be. He's a, getting this, older. Bailey does the same thing. Dog just starts barking for no reason whatsoever. He does it all the time. So, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? Going once, going twice. Okay. Going four and a half times. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, We got a couple little packages in the mail envelopes. Um, One came from, get it open here, from the UK. Warren. Sent us some samples of Dreams Unlimited perfume. Oh, that's the new perfume from the mm-hmm. Body Works. The, from Bath, Bath, yeah, Bath and Body Works. Yeah. Like the John. Body Shop. The Body Sounds Shop. Like me. Yeah. I wonder if that's Warren. We met at uh, um, the Food and Wine Classic. That's funny. Is that how I will smell in the UK? Yeah. Strong. <laughs> is, is it a perfume or is it a unisex cologne type thing? It's a perfume, I think. Walter can't find the sniffy thing. <laughs> you gotta scratch it. Or touch it or something. Yeah. Smells crappy. Thank Smells you, like- Warren. And um, another envelope <laughs> we got from George in New York, and I can't read his handwriting for his last name. Looks like George Gershwin, but I know that's not right. Um, he sent us some Disneyland from, Yes, George Gershwin from the grave. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, Disneyland brochures. From the 55th uh, oh, anniversary. Cool. So, thank you, George. I'd also like to say thank you to Stacy Mogul. She sent us some... Really cool M&Ms. Yeah, some M&Ms that she had personalized with uh, some very nice things about dreams and the Diz and how the, the Diz rocks. Thank you, Stacy. I realize this came a while ago, but Pete and Walter were traveling, and I waited until everyone was here to bring them. One of them has our USB logo on it. That's cool. It's really cool looking. There's only five M&M's in there, though. We already ate the the first bag. (laughs) So, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? Going once, going twice. Johnny with the news. Our first news story, Disneyland marks milestone in park expansion. The Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, marked a milestone Friday, October 29th in the expansion of Disney's California Adventure by erecting the top peak of Cars Land. The 12-acre Cars Land, set to open in 2012, is the largest portion of Disney's $1 billion expansion of the theme park. On Friday, construction workers hoisted a 43-foot beam on a structure that will become a mountain-like range during a quote-unquote topping-out ceremony. Careful. Uh, Yeah, I'm not saying anything. The traditional event, 
an ancient Viking custom is held by construction workers when they top when the top piece of steel is installed on the frame of a building. Did Vikings have steel? Behind the scenes at the Disney Park, crews attached an evergreen and a U.S. flag on the white beam that was signed by workers. When the Magic Kingdom in here in Florida was first built, there was an evergreen tree for the first year at the top of uh, Cinderella's Castle. Correct. Cars Land's tallest point sits 125 feet high, about 74 feet shorter than the nearby Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Um, Cars Land will be a recreation of the town and scenes from the 2006 Cars movie and includes three rides, three food venues, and two shops. Cars Land will sit on the southeast corner of the property with three entrances, including a main drag that looks like Route 66. Friday's ceremony was held on the spot where the future Radiator Springs courthouse will be constructed at the end of the road. Very excited to see that. What's the projected opening for that? 2012. Sometime in 2012. Oh, they didn't even give like a spring, no, summer. A spring summer. I think it looks great. I think it looks like... It, it's going to completely... This, the whole, the, the, the whole uh, overhaul is going to completely reinvigorate that park, which is great, and I'm really excited about it, and I can't wait to see it. It's just, it was nice to have one Disney park in existence that wasn't constantly packed with 11 million people. But I, I understand why Disney has to do it. You think mm. this one thing is going to now... I think all I think a combination of all the changes that they're making to California Adventure is going to keep that park... Um, look, imagine, you, you know, Disney, Disney might... Well, yeah, remember, World of Color is just one piece of this overall billion-dollar expansion. Um, and... You know, as far as as far as I'm concerned, I think that you know Disney might screw up once with something like this, and you know, depending on who you talk to, California Adventure was a pretty massive screw up. Uh, they're not going to screw up twice. They're apparent. You know, you look at World of Color. I said this when I saw World of Color. They're really letting their people be imaginative and and do what Disney does best. And if Worlds of Color is any indication of what the rest of this is going to look like, um, I think California Adventure is going to be packed, packed for many years. Like I said, World, you know, like World of Color, it was insane. We've never seen California Adventure that busy. People were getting Fast Pass all day long. People were lining up to be in that park to get those Fast Passes like an hour before the park opened. Jeez. I mean, it, it was crazy. It was nuts. It was nuts. But that show's fantastic. I can see why. It is. It's worth It's worth lining up for. It's worth getting up early and lining up for to get a good spot to see that show because it is It is terrific. And like I said, if that's ind- indicative of the rest of the stuff they're doing, the people are really excited about Cars Land. This is a really popular thing that people are really looking forward to. I think, th- I think they're really going to do something special with this. I really do. It sure sounds it. I think it's also going to appeal to the demographic that we've heard for years that's missing. That this is going to be appeal to little boys. And I don't mean that it won't appeal to little girls also. But Little girls are well represented. Well, that's right. what I'm saying. You know, that's exactly my point. That princesses. We, right. Right. This is not the new princess land. I think this is more gender neutral or even um, skewing towards little boys more than anything else I've heard that Disney's been doing so far. It's also nice to see the Imagineers uh, paying attention to newer films and incorporating them into the parks. While you have, you know, 
meet and greets of characters and things like that, it's nice to see them really start to incorporate the newer films into the park so that you sort of bring in the kids who are now growing up on those films. Exactly. Exactly. So, cool. Our second news story, Disney to start selling hotel rooms on Priceline.com. I know. My Lord. My, how the mighty have fallen. How things have changed. The Walt Disney World Resort has entered into an agreement with Priceline.com to begin selling hotel rooms on a discounted website by the middle of this month. Disney, which avoided Priceline for years because of fears that joining the site could undermine its premium brand, says its rooms will not be included in Priceline's popular Name Your Own Price feature. Instead, Disney's rooms will be for sale only through the site's conventional booking engine, similar to those runs by Expedia, Orbitz, and others. Right. One thing to note is that Disney did test the Name Your Own Price option in the past. (laughs) For about two months during the spring of 2006, Disney made rooms in its all-star sports and all-star music hotels available through Priceline's auction engine. The hotel rooms, uh, which are Disney's cheapest, sold for as little as $35 per night. Disney says it has no plans to participate in name-your-own pricing going forward. For now, the resort, which has battled a nearly 9% slump in hotel occupancy, appears focused simply on getting its hotel rooms into a new distribution channel. This agreement does not include Booking.com, Priceline.com, Inc.'s fast-growing European site, and this is something I didn't know, it's ranked as the biggest online travel site in Europe, Booking.com. So it's not going to be available in the UK or overseas, but just here. Well, no, I mean, you know, the the U.S. dollar against the euro against the the British pound is pretty much worthless. So they're already getting a pretty good discount on the rooms as it is. Well, I also think, do you think maybe it's also a matter of they feel they don't have to discount rooms to Well, they uh, don't. They don't because, as I said, you know, when you're getting, you know, when you're getting a dollar fifty U.S. to the uh, British pound, you're getting a pretty much like a fifty percent discount for the Brits uh, when they come over here. So, I mean, it's a lot more cost-effective for them to travel here than it is for us to travel there. So, you know, I think that's why Disney says no. There's no reason to do that. They need to boost the domestic market. That's, I'm telling you. I mean, especially with Harry Potter opening. I mean, when we were over there a few a few weeks ago at uh, Wizarding World. I, I did not. I don't think I heard one American accent. I think everybody was was British, British or Scottish. I have to tell you something. I was in the premium outlets this week, and the premium outlets are always crowded from the minute they open until the minute they close. And I was shocked that the premium outlets are, which are right near Disney, were empty. And as we walked around, you didn't hear one American voice. There was not one person speaking English I except why. us. Everybody that you could hear, and as you walked through the food court, every every table was a different foreign language. So there were no, not a lot of Americans shopping the night I was there, the evening I was there. I wonder why. See, the last time I was there, that's how it was. And I really don't enjoy those outlets as much. I don't know. I feel like they're really picked over. And I yeah, just I can, agree. Yeah. I think from a... I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn, but from an American perspective, are outlets that unique for us? Can't you go anywhere in America and find outlet stores? I had family in from out of town, and there's a croc outlet at the premium outlets where they sell crocs at a a reduced rate. So that's what we went for. I think in general, I don't think that this is something that that people who are traveling here say, oh, let's go to the outlets. I think they have their own outlets, or they have their means of getting that 
Well, I think maybe not for the for like the Europeans and right, foreigners. Yeah, they come and stock but, up on Levi jeans. But that's not the way it used to be. Right. Yeah. You used to see people there that yeah, you they knew. beat they beat the concept into the ground. It's well, not it's special also, anymore. It's also, I mean, it's a function of the economy. Yeah, people are going to come on vacation. They got a twenty percent well, unemployment rate. In my rate. opinion, if you just go right up the interstate to the prime outlets, they have better stores, more stores that I actually shop in. So. See, I, I've yet to get over there to the prime. It's completely See, I, different. I, I like it, it so much. It had better. gone downhill for a while. Yeah, oh, they bells. totally revamped yeah, it. There. It's when awesome. It was, bells, it was oh, okay. bad okay. when it was. Yeah. So. Very interesting. All right. And our last news story: Disney Epic Mickey debuts this month to award nominations. Yay! I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Disney Epic, Epic Mickey, the highly anticipated Wii game by Pete, came due to in stores November thirtieth is already receiving award nominations. The Hollywood Music in Media Awards has nominated Epic, Epic Mickey, I can't talk, for Best Original Video Game Score. Okay, that was just an excuse to get to this part of the story. Okay. I couldn't just come with a story explaining the game. I want to read a little bit about what the game has. This game looks so cool. It does. It's and this is for the Nintendo Wii, and you can pre-order it now. I've already got my pre-order in. I'm already... And ready. I'm ready. Did you or pre-order the collector's yes, edition? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> so it comes Silly. with like clothes for Mickey and jewelry. And Silly woman, of course I did. Cookie cutters and <laughs> crap like that. I can't wait. Disney, I did too. <laughs> Disney Epic Mickey casts the world's most recognizable mouse into an adventure that spans the forgotten corners of Disney history. Obviously, I'm reading this from their marketing their material. Marketing you mean you don't talk like that normally? I don't. While providing a morally morphing version of Mickey. The game happens in the Wasteland, a once peaceful retirement dimension where long forgotten characters and amusements from Walt's empire reside. The pocket universe... You mean that's where Pocahontas lives? The pocket universe is the work of the, of the wizard all, and all those people from Atlantis. <laughs> oh gosh. It's the work of the wizard from the Sorcerer's Apprentice. When the magic mirror from the movie beckons, Mickey t- teleports from the wizard's workroom. The, the land of failed franchises. There he finds a magic paintbrush with tubs of paint and thinner that can create or erase the cartoon essence that makes up all the Disney characters. Tom Foolery on Mickey's part winds up spilling the two magic liquids into the wasteland, creating the Phantom Blot, the game's big villain. Later adventures in the... In, Later events put Mickey into the wasteland where he has to make amends for the damage he, his actions caused. You so it's like Mickey goes into AA. He, <laughs> Mickey repents? Or yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mickey's, Mickey's it's like 12 going step. to confession. It's Mickey's 12 He's steps. He's flogging himself. I don't know. He's in rehab. Using paint, he can rebuild parts of the world, or he can erase elements using thinner. The game tracks... Darn it. Wasn't this like the whole premise of Roger Rabbit? The game tracks how... Con- constructive or destructive you are and characters' responses to you will change as a result. Uh, it also confronts players with choices to shape Mickey's Mickey personally, choosing the loot of a treasure box over helping a f- to free a friend gets characters buzzing about what a jerk you are. <laughs> Mickey's not the only character who gets added to the, in the depth of the game. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit shows up and plays a prominent role. Old theme park rides serve as some of the game's levels, and traveling between environments happens via side-scrolling adventures through old Disney movie scenes. The game's cutscenes play out in a visual style that mimics the the work of artist Mary Blair. Okay, let me just say this. I think it sounds awesome. I think what you're seeing is... Obviously, this took years to do. 
This took years to do. What you are seeing here is Disney saying what a lot of us said they should have done after Kingdom Hearts was released. Because Kingdom Hearts, the video game for the PlayStation, which was an awesome game, was a collaborative effort between Disney Interactive and Square Enix, I believe, was the was the other company. And it was a great collaboration, a great game. And I think Disney realized from that that there is an audience out there of people who will, of adults, who will play these games. Because that Kingdom Hearts appealed to an awful lot of adults. I'm not saying it didn't appeal to kids. Like this game. This game will appeal to kids, certainly. But there's more than a few adults that have posted on my Facebook page that they're excited about this, and I'm one of them. I, I don't pre-order video games. I still have Animal Farm, and my house Animal is Crossing. Not, whatever. My house is overrun <laughs> with cockroaches. I got tired of fishing and building bridges. Um, I didn't care anymore. I just got a windmill. Did you? Yes. I pre-ordered this. It's it appeals to so many aspects of what the old attractions, Mary Blair artwork. Look at if you find the trailers and the coming attractions online, it's incredible. It is. The it's amazing. The is incredible. It's absolutely phenomenal. It looks great. I'm hoping it lives up to the hype. To the I hype. Hope it's epic. Yep, I, I think it will be. So, what what does this do to the Disney purists? If Mickey can be bad, and you can control him to be bad. They're selling hotel rooms on Priceline. I think that, that ship sailed. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Mickey. <laughs> well, I mean, there are people out there who are Disney purists who will say, you can't do that to Mickey Mouse. He can't be the bad guy. You know what? Well, let's see Let's see how it's implemented. Any argument to that effect is premature because the game's not out. Nobody's played it. I don't think Walt ever would have let it happen. Now, if... Well, let's see, but, but we don't. But it? we don't know what it is yet. So, I mean, I think all that judgment has to be reserved to see how it's implemented in the game. Mickey um, got into trouble in Sorcerer's Apprentice because he was being silly. So, if it's all, uh, done along those lines, I I don't imagine. I, I I I don't know. I I I'm sure you that know? there is some level of there, there, there's some standard applied here. I don't think Mickey's not going to cut you. Really, yeah, ready that's to, what I'm thinking. Yeah. There's not going to be any killing. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be there. There are going to be limits here, and I'm sure the discussion was had, before, you know, as the game was being being thought about. So, but I mean, any any discussion along those lines really is 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 grossly premature until the game is out, until we've gotten our hands on it and can play it. Um, which I'm very excited to do. I can't wait for the end of the month. I really can. I can't wait. I'm so 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 excited. Well, the last Disney video game that came out, that Toy Story thing. How how many times? Toy Story did you, Mania. Oh, we'll I think for four minutes and then and, put and, back in right. the box. Yeah, that was it a was, disappointment. Yeah, yeah, that was a real disappointment. <coughs> and it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been. They could have done. They There's a done new one coming it. out, which. Um, where I, 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 somebody texted me with it, or I think it's already out, where you actually get a gun which mimics the gun from the, the ride itself, and you shoot with that, and it's a, a, apparently a more realistic version of the oh. game. Well, like we made a, a special adapter that I looks think like so. That. Like Duck Hunt. Sorry, that's That'd really cool. old. <laughs> um, I'll say it again. I'm excited. So. You got what, Paris, you got Epic Mickey. Boy, I know. I'm busy. <laughs> And Toy Story 3 came out today on DVD. Really? And Blu-ray disc. Oh, cool. Yeah, I saw a friend. Her little boy had it in the, the Target cart. He was, like, gripping it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right. That's it for the news. Cool. Thank you, John. Let's move on to Rapid Fire. And who would like to go first? I will. I will. I will. Oh, Walter he's, by hair. Yeah, he's right there. Okay. Come on, Secretariat. Registration is filling up for the January 2011 Walt Disney World Marathon event. It's already full. I was just going to say, I got an email. Yeah, that I got an email. email this morning. It's okay, full. It, yeah, but we got one this morning. But it also says the Friday, January 7th, Buzz and Woody, Best Friend K is full. But they said on January 7th, the Mickey Marathon Kids Fest is 72% full. On Sunday, the Half Marathon, 72, uh, 92% full. Sunday, the full marathon is 89% full. Oh, okay. So you, he's Jeez. got... Okay, he read, are there. he read further than I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the don't spill your beer one has still got space. So, yeah, they're pretty much filling up quickly, but there is a few spaces still available. So, yes, I read the entire email. Hence, I have a... Oh, my. <laughs> rapid fire. And you did. So. I have a rapid fire. Don't be judging The whole me. show is my rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Walter. Julie. We went and experienced uh, Halloween at Downtown Disney on Sunday. How was it? We had a great time, and we got there about uh, 10 to 5. The event started at 5. It wasn't terribly crowded then. Um, by the time we left at 7 o'clock, it was a madhouse. I, I had heard it was packed. The parking lot reminded me of you know the mall around Christmas, where cars just keep circling, circling waiting for you to leave. It was I mean, just like that. Pulling out. Now, uh, they had, well, you know, they had music. They had jackal, uh, like guys with jack-o'-lanterns on their heads walking on stilts. They had little photo ops set up and then um, candy stations, like over 20 of them, because it was from Marketplace all the way to West Side. Wow. So, I mean, we really weren't into the candy thing because the kids don't eat it yet. Yeah, and no. I don't need a pumpkin head full of candy in my house. Um, I hear you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to look at all the costumes, yeah. too. I hope this becomes a real annual event. Yeah. I think, from what I understand, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It's fun to see other people dressed up. We were bugs. Um, um, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. How did the kids, how did, how did like Ferris and, and Finley respond? They both in, and seemed to enjoy themselves. Finley's our little daredevil. And at one point, we were sitting, Ferris and I were eating. She had finished her box. And she got out of her little restraints that are in the stroller, and she was standing in her seat, <gasps> looking around at everything and just <laughs> trying to get whatever she could in her little hands. So I know you weren't into the candy. Did you see what they were giving away? Oh, um, good stuff. Uh, we had uh, well, we had Reese cups. I saw Reese cups. I saw Twixes. I saw Smarties. Yeah, so wait for the, for, the, for the party. They charge sixty dollars for. They giving you the the throwbacks Sweethearts. from. Eighteen twenty, um, but for the free stuff yeah. at Downtown Disney, it's they even the provide stuff. the bags, bags similar yeah. to um, Mickey's Not So Scary, which I didn't know they would do that. The little plastic this bags. This is going to you know? be really popular, and, and it, it, it is very popular. Next, no, next year it's going to be the the leftover crap from uh, the Halloween party. Although I'm telling there you. were those nasty Necco wafers, I hate oh, those. those make me sick. I oh, can't. they're so there gross. There were a few areas uh, at Downtown. Note to self: buy more Necco wafers. I more. Necco <laughs> wafers, especially the black ones. There are a few areas where the crowd really bottlenecks, mm -hmm. and it was it was claustrophobic, especially pushing well, over the double by Fulton's stroller. and yeah. what you Portobello, they're redoing stuff, so there's a wall, which makes the walkway oh, even right, smaller. Right. And plus, there's a treat station like right there, so you got people trying to get treats, people so trying to get all the way down to Fulton's. Oh, it went all past the way to Fulton's. Yeah. It's all, it's all the, the way down to Cirque du Soleil. It was everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we, you know, there's a grassy area over near um, Bongos. Bongos. Yeah. We actually sat there for quite a while, maybe like an hour, because we left at 7. Um, 
And by that time, people were just pouring in. At five, the parking lot wasn't full at all. What time know? did they start? Five. They started at five? I knew we needed to get there right at five. Kids would be done by seven, yeah. and what they were. So we had itsy bitsy. We had a lot of fun. We had the itsy bitsy spider Ferris. We had Finley the bee. I was a ladybug, and Corey was the bug man. Corey was the exterminator, which is kind of like (laughs) Freudianly weird. No, No, he was a bug catcher. The rest of your family. I didn't have pesticide. I had a net. Yeah, I was a love bug man. Oh, okay. He was a collector, not a killer. (laughs) 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 Show us love bugs and attach yourselves at your butts and walk. Next year, that's how we talk. Yes, this year. and we'll little wear orange helmets on our heads. Right. That's cute. That's cute. And Finley could be like a windshield or something. <laughs> stop. Okay. Just stop. Go on forever. I know. Yeah, um, that's why we're telling you to stop. All right. Well, thank you very much, Julie. Corey Patrick. Uh, during November and December, you can find Santa and Mrs. Claus chilling out at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. On select days, you'll find Santa and Mrs. Claus lighting the Christmas tree in the lobby and hanging out with guests by their special Florida tiki hut. Um, there'll be do- holiday cookie decorating, choir performances, and more. Santa and Mrs. Claus will be making appearances on the following dates, November 26th through the 27th, December 3rd through the 4th, 9th through the 11th, 16th through the 19th. That Santa freaks me out. I don't well, want they're, they're, Santa in a tiki hut. They're Florida Santas. They have like they wear shorts, uh, they wear shorts and sandals and... Santa should not be on vacation in December. Exactly. He should be up at the North Pole. This year, um, Mrs. Claus is making her first appearance, and she look at this photo. She kind of looks like a Jersey. She looks like Dolly Parton in a white wig. Yeah. She looks like <laughs> a Hawaiian tropic, Mrs. Santa. <laughs> there are special rates too, um, from one hundred twenty-two dollars per night. It's a great rate at the Swan Dolphin. You have to call eight 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 two eight. 8850. <laughs> There's a lot of eights in there. And ask for rate code Santa Diz. And we do have a financial relationship with this one on Dolphin. So we get a piece of that. So yes. you want to support us? Dial that number. <laughs> like a telethon. Really. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Kevin. The dreams afloat. The dream has floated out of the Meyer Weft. Uh, Boatyards? And bless their hearts, Yvette and Emil were there. Were they? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. And did a great blog entry. We'll have a link to that on this show. It's like us going to the mall. No, it's no, it is not. not. They're in the Netherlands. This was in Germany. It's like a short They went bus to another ride. country. No, it was not a short like bus ride. It's like going to go out of their, They had to go out of their way for this. They and they were there. Country, at, John. They were like, there at like 5 o'clock in the morning. I mean, they... they yeah, but that's 6 o'clock our time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And what about the horn? I, I really don't need a straight man. <laughs> your lines. Let's go. You set them up, I'll push them over the net. The horn uh, has been tested. The horn sound for the dream is a dream is a wish your heart makes. I also understand that the horn is multi-talented and can play other songs, and I'm told that it's in the same octave range as the tuba. Mm. I thought you were going to say tuba. Jody Benson. Well, and uh, and in spite of John's sentiments uh, towards Yvette and Emil, um, I want to thank them for going out there and doing that yeah. and getting those photos and writing that blog up for us. It was great. We really do appreciate it. Yvette and Emil know they're loved. That's, that's how you show that you're gracious, John. 
I don't understand why it's so hard. The country's as big as a stamp. <laughs> <laughs> they walked in the street and they saw the boats fell out and then they went back. Baggery. <laughs> speaking of that's what I'm going to say from now on. I'm just going to say baggery. Did you see that? Uh, speaking of a different ship that's afloat, the Allure <laughs> just recently came under the bridge in Denmark. Yeah. And they had to lower the smokestacks and they had a one foot clearance. The video's on CNN.com. It's crazy. That, yeah, that, that, high, and that in high seas, they couldn't do it. Right. right. They also had to go much faster than they would normally do something like that. That's scary. there's something it, with it, as they right. go faster, the ship goes a little lower right. in the water. So they had to go under at high speed. So if it <laughs> didn't make it, they were really going to do damage. Yeah. <laughs> a foot. A foot. That's like what yeah. What was the other ship where they actually they couldn't finish the assembly of the uh, radar? I think top. it was the Oasis. Like the Oasis, they couldn't finish. They had to finish it out at sea because it would have got stuck on the bridge. Okay. Cool. That's all my shipping news. Thank you, Kevin. John. Uh, Disneyland Resort has a new hotel fee. Um, this is uh, for arrivals beginning November first, two thousand ten. The Disneyland Resort, along with the entire hotel community within Anaheim is required by the city of Anaheim to add a new 2% assessment fee to each of their hotel guest rooms. 2%? 2%. Beggary. <laughs> That's because the state is broke. There's no money, so they're trying to get money any way they can. Because um, it's, it's so inexpensive as it is now. Right. I mean... So on top of your hotel fee, on top of your resort tax, on top of your sales tax, there's now a 2% additional fee. That's because the governor is paying for his 17-year-old kid's parties. His, his son's party, 17 again. I don't think he's doing it out of the state coffers. No, so. I'm just saying. I'm just teasing. But, yeah, he got in big trouble. So we want, I want people to know that uh, if you've already booked and you've already paid in full, they're not going to assess that fee. But if you haven't paid in full, it's going to be added to uh, new packages and new resort rooms. So just be aware of that. Disney okay. Man. Cool. Thank you, John. Kathy Worling. Okay, I have two. One, the, um, excuse my uh, Spanish here, but the new Polo Campero fast food Latin chicken restaurant is supposed to open at Downtown Disney in the next couple weeks. There's no opening date yet. And the second one that I have is, according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, they're reporting that Disney and Schusler Creative has signed a contract for a speedboat-themed restaurant at Pleasure Island called Mahogany Bay Classic Old Boats and Great Food. And it says it's supposed to... <laughs> Seems like a niche market. <laughs> yeah, really. Talk about not fitting on a hat. <laughs> yeah, really. And they're saying that the name could change, but it's supposed to be where Rock Let's and hope. Roll, Beach Club, and Motion... Now stand, and the reason this didn't break in Orlando is because the um, company Schusler Creative is actually located in Minneapolis. So that's a big area. Mm-hmm. It's a very big area. They're gonna have like full size boats that you're sitting in. Yeah. Um, they didn't say. It'll Should be, be like sci-fi. They need to do something with that area. <laughs> they do. It's so in. pathetic. Walking through there the other day, and I'm like, this is just a waste. You can even have like put a quarter in, and the boat will rock, <laughs> <laughs> like in front of public. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Kathy. Teresa. <clears throat> hey y'all. Uh, SeaWorld's Christmas celebration Hi, has been announced. Um, 
starting nightly Friday it's Mrs. through George Wallace doing the news. November 26th through December 12th, and then every night starting December 17th through January 2nd, SeaWorld's Christmas celebration where the season meets the sea. This will include Shamu's Christmas Miracles, the Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> You're making the same jokes in your head as I am. Just don't do them. <laughs> um, the Christmas Luau, Sesame Street Christmas, and Winter Wonderland on Ice. All right, yeah, they're. I don't know about the Christmas Luau, but their regular Luau sucks at SeaWorld. The only Luau in town that's really worth going to is the one at the Royal Pacific, in my opinion. But um, so, what's what's Shamu's miracle? Don't even don't, stop. Don't do not. it. Be mature. I can't, it's awful. I can't read. It's too tiny. <laughs> Shamu's Christmas Miracle. <laughs> no, 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 it's absolutely tiny. Oh, oh. He's performing at Candlelight Processional. <laughs> There's no way you can read that. Oh, 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 for want of a... A non-G-rated Another show. show. Yeah, for want of a. I do like show. the decorations at SeaWorld, though. They're very pretty. They do. They do a nice job. They do a good job. Can you hear it, Max? It was this like a little sound of silence so people can write their own stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. <Lord>. Blank. <laughs> no, forget it. He's like, All, right. Really All right, that will do it for Rapid Fire. We're going to move over to Teresa with her discount segment for the month of November. It's been a couple months. It has. Several. Since we've Two or done. three. So, what do so, you got? Well, um... I want to start out with just some basic stuff we all know, but um, just kind of go over it again. Stuff that's open to the general packages for Disney. We all know free dining has been opened up for next year, uh, up to September of next year. It's valid on most nights um, up until June 29th of 2011. Uh, if you book a value resort, you get the free service, quick service dining. And if you book a moderate deluxe or deluxe villa, you get regular dining free. There are some blackout dates. Certain restrictions apply. All the basic blah, blah, blah. But it's it's really made a difference, I think. It's made a huge difference. A lot of people taking advantage of it, too. I think uh, uh, if you're planning on next year, I would book sooner rather than later because availability is going to start becoming an issue, especially early in 2011. Yeah. So also... Um, Good through February of next year. Disney's offering a $500 Disney gift card. This is valid on select nights through February 16th. You book a five-night stay, you get a $500 gift card for a deluxe or deluxe villa. $300 gift card at the moderate and $200 at the value resorts. So you can't combine this with the free dining, but you know one or the other. There's some option, good options out there. $500 gift card. Can't beat that. No, you can't. Also, um, the little package you get when you book a um, a package. You get the mail with all the little free vouchers, you know, like the Planet Hollywood and all that stuff you get. They always add. They've added something new starting in 2011. You get 15% off discounts at participating children's activity centers, which is... Children's activity centers being like the... Child care mm-hmm. locations? Okay. Correct. So that's kind of a new little ad that they didn't have before. Get your kids in there. Off-site properties. Um, right now, book now through November 15th at Buena Vista Suites. 
kids eat free with one paying adult, and you get 15% off your dinner at Vista Bistro. And a couple of off-site properties that had some good deals. Buena Vista Suites, if you book now through November 15th and travel now through December 25th, kids 12 and under eat free with one paying adult. You can also re- receive 15% off your dinner at Vista Bistro, which is a wonderful restaurant. It really Vista. is. Really good. Is that at Buena Vista Suites? Yeah. Yes, it is. Really nice, quaint little It's good food. Though. Yeah, really good very food. good food. And you also receive free internet. And also, um, as always, everybody gets breakfast free, the buffest, breakfast buffet. And a lot of the rates for those dates are $88 up until Christmas. Can't beat it. $88 a night. Yeah. Also, um, Coco Key has a, a little special going now. If you book now through March 15th of next year, 2011, and travel now through next December 17th, if you stay four nights and you book 30, at least 30 days in advance, you receive 35% off your entire stay of four nights. If you book 31 to 90 days in advance, you receive 40% off your entire stay. If you book four days, 91 to 119 days in advance, you get 45% off of your entire stay. Wow. 120 days or more in advance, you get 50% off. So if you book more than four day, if you if you book at least a four night stay, mm-hmm. and you book it at least four months in advance, correct, you're going to get fifty percent off the rate. Correct. That's which incredible. is amazing. That's awesome, and the rates already low. It, if I book now for next year, will they owe me money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <right. probably. laughs> well, that's it. You can book now for through December of next year. So. But that's a deal. I mean, if you know, you're going to be traveling. Absolutely. And also something. If when you book through this is when you book through Dreams, um, they're not going to take. Uh, they're going to use your credit card to hold the room, but they're not going to take a deposit out. So. And the water park at this place. I mean, if you've got kids. Oh my gosh, it is true. That is we had a good time. Awesome, awesome water park. It is. It is. It's just amazing, and the ice cream's good too, right, Pete? Ice cream is very good. It's actually ice cream, not ice milk. <laughs> but anyway. It's, it's a really fun place, and the rooms are huge. I can't say enough good things about Coco Key. The resort fee is a little high, but it includes a water park. It does, yeah. The resort fee is $19. Well, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I've paid resort fees that high in other places and not had the, not gotten a water park. But if you break that down, you know. Because the Internet's also complimentary. Yes, it is. So, I mean, when you when you start it's, averaging that out. It's I mean, pretty big. I mean, it's, some yeah. places Internet's 10 bucks a night, 11 bucks a yeah. night. And, and you know, break it down nineteen dollars times how many people's in your family. You know, divide it up. You're paying four bucks for a water park per person per day. You know, you can't beat that. All right, now we've all talked about Restaurant.com before and all the cool um, certificates you can get for twenty five dollar gift certificate for ten dollars. They have something now. It's called Dinner of the Month Club, which I thought was really cool. You can go in and you can get this for yourself or for somebody else. You can get it for three, six, or 12 months. And if you get the 12 months, every month, whoever you give it to gets a $25 restaurant gift certificate at a restaurant of their choice. And you're only paying, if you do the 12 months, you're only paying um, $120 for $25 gift card for every month. Wow, that's really cool. It is. You pay $30 for three months. So basically, you're paying $10 a month for a $25 gift card. 
And that's cool. Christmas yeah. coming up. That's every kind of a. Every month can be a different gift card. Every month can be a different restaurant. A different restaurant. Or it can be the same. Or it can be the <laughs> same. Yeah. Now, I just, I, I just want to interrupt for a second. Um, I know a few months ago we got a complaint in email about Teresa's discount segments having nothing to do with Disney. Um, I just want to make sure we're, we're clear about something. The whole point of doing this is not just to point out what discounts are currently available, but also how you can save money on things that you would do normally uh, to help offset the cost of your vacations. It's not just about what discounts are available at Disney. I mean, uh, it's supposed to be about things like this, where you can, you know, this is how a lot of people, you know, help pay for their trip. They, 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 they find deals like this on other things that they would normally do anyway mm-hmm. and save money. And every little bit helps. That's the whole idea. So before we get any of those emails, I just want to be clear about I mean, it. There are threads and threads and threads on the boards right. about what do you do to put together your right. vacation right. fund. Now this, you know, this, what's cool about restaurant.com is you put in your zip code of where you're either going to be or where you live. Now I put in where I live and hundreds of restaurants come up. You can put in, if you go down by Disney, right. um, Shula's is on there, Blue Zoo. Bongo's at Downtown Disney. Bongo's, House yeah. of Blues. I mean, so a restaurant you, you could plan ahead. Yeah. yeah, you could plan ahead and have your gift cards and, you know, do you you're know, good to go. Would, do you happen to know, are there any restrictions on using the cards? On some of these websites, you can only use one card per visit. Or I one. think... Um, you know, I don't remember that there are restrictions. It's got something to do with the tipping. Doesn't you have to tip? And you have to order a so much amount. in your meal. Yeah, you have to order so much. But if you have a twenty-five dollar gift card, two people's going to suck that right up in a heartbeat. You know, just be aware of the terms and conditions so that you don't wind up being surprised. But I really like this idea as a gift because I think it's really neat. I'm at the point in my life where I really don't want things coming into my house. You yeah, you, you want something you can do. So. Anyway, and then I found a couple really cool websites. One was called dollarstretcher.com. <laughs> um, you can go on there, and they'll tell you how to. Um, Hold on, I just want to. Yeah. I just want to read the hotels that are available in Lake Buena Vista on that restaurant.com. Okay. Which you were talking about. Yeah. Um, Garden Grove at the Swan and Dolphin, uh, House of Blues, uh, Giordano's. Ooh, good. Uh, Todd English Blue Zoo, Shula Steakhouse, Il Molino. Also oh. with the Swan, excellent restaurant at the Swan uh, Dolphin, um, the Outback, uh, the Kook Sports Bar, India Palace Restaurant, uh, and some Italian bistro. I can't pronounce the name, <laughs> but I mean, there are places right on property. Yeah, there are places actually right on property. Also, the Giraffe Cafe at the Royal Plaza is also uh, is also on there. I mean, There's tr- yeah. And if it's, you know, 10 bucks for a $25 gift card, and sometimes it's cheaper than that, depending on That's great. You know where you're going. That's great. It's a definite way to stretch your budget. And if you sign up for their emails, they send you codes so you can yeah. get to 80% off. Yeah, they do. I just want to jump in here and tell you one more time about this. John and I do it quite frequently. There's a restaurant not far from Disney at the intersection of Sand Lake Road and Turkey Lake Road called Sado. It is a Japanese restaurant. It's sushi and such. They have a happy hour from 5 to 7 every night of the week with reduced price drinks and little bar appetizers. And even if you don't eat fish, they have great little chicken tenders and um, onion rings and other things. It, if you're looking for a way to stretch your buck 
and it's not a huge dinner. And again, if you if you like sushi, it's going to be a better thing because it is a Japanese restaurant. But it's a real bargain. Cool. And I went out to restaurants.com. I got a coupon for that. That's right. Yeah, it's on here. I'm looking at two bucks for a twenty five dollar um, gift card. So that's amazing. That's amazing. All right, Teresa, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Okay, I was talking about dollarstretcher.com. It's a website that you can go to, and it has all kinds of ideas, articles, ways to save money for whatever you need to save it for, um, all kinds of ideas about how to... Is that dollar... Dollarstretcher.com. All one word. But it comes up stretcher.com. You can put in a search for dollar stretcher, but. It, yeah, because if you enter in dollarstretcher.com. You no, know, stretcher.com. So. So it's not dollar stretcher, it's just stretcher. Stretcher.com. But they. Um, yeah, there you go. And this is, a, this is right out of Florida. But they've got all kinds of fascinating ideas on how to save money, how to wow. um, pay your bills, how to get the most for your dollar. It has. It's just like a wealth of information. It really is. I mean, just the homepage is like, oh my god. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on. There's any any subject you would want has anything to do with money or saving money. It's there. Hmm. I mean, you could just read for days on this website. There's a alone. lot of information. There. It is. It's just packed with information. Sounds like a good website to refer a child graduated from high school and going to college. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is for anybody. I well, mean, yeah, you but, know, surviving I mean, for, Black Friday, a more frugal for Christmas. For someone who's starting to learn about how to save money or stretch right. their dollars. How I found down. that one, I was I just did a search on um, how to save money for your vacation. How do you different ways? And it led me to a blog or an article that was on there that was really interesting. And it just, you know, a lot of the things you hear over and over and over how you save money to take a trip or to save money while you're on your trip, but. You can never have too much information when it comes to stuff like this, I think. I can tell you, Google is great. You can type anything into Google, yeah. type it out the way you're thinking it, and you can get and you get responses. Some, yeah. It's incredible. It's pretty wild. Another good website I found was freestufftimes.com. Freestufftimes? Freestufftimes.com. And this is cool. This is not updated. <laughs> she did a Google search for free stuff. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. And it came, this came up. I'm surprised when little isn't in there. And really, free little stuff. This is cool. This is updated not once a day, not once a week, but constantly, all day long. People are up to, People come in, and you can find stuff to go, um, like free liquor bottle gift labels, five free Disney movie rewards points. Um, free travel pillow, free what coffee. What would you do with free liquor bottle labels? I don't know, but it's <laughs> you can get it free. But there's coupons on here. There's a forum. There's daily deals. It'll. I mean, it's just stuff. It could be something from your grocery store. It could be something how to get a gift card. I read. I think this is the one I read an article. You know how people resell gift cards? They get gift cards for holidays. You know, people are doing that all the time now. Like if you find a gift card you've never used, somebody gave you a gift card to Old Navy or whatever. You're not going to use it. it. Was it's was a gift to you? You can resell it for a lower amount. The person you're selling it to gets the full amount, and you're making a little money. People do that all the time. I never even thought of that. That sounds dangerous. That sounds like selling or That could be a scam, tickets. yeah. yeah. I'd be you careful. Know. Unless it was somebody you knew and there was something you set up where you could trust Right. Them. But people, I mean, I saw it on the news, too. People were doing that all the time. Well, that's kind of interesting. Freestufftimes.com. <laughs> interesting things. But, and then I had one of our listeners, Jada Tompkins, um, wrote me i'm going to read you her email and then i checked it out 
Um, I wanted to tell you about another iPhone app that you may be interested in for your budget segment. It's called Mint.com. It's similar to Page Once, but instead of tracking your bills, it tracks your financial accounts. It's completely free. You sign up for the account online. You can download the app on your phone. It will track your bank accounts, credit cards, car loans, mortgage, investment accounts. You know, it works in real time. Each time you open the app, it updates all your accounts and the current information. You can set budgets for specific categories like shopping, dining, groceries, gas. It will email you when you've gone over budget. It will also email anyone else you want, like your husband or... Uh, no. Yeah, because that's, that's what I want. I wanted to. I wanted to give Walter an email every time I go over a, a budget. You can also set and track your goals. If you want to save money for a Disney trip, it'll help you determine how much you need to save each month to reach your goal. And she said she's been using it for two months, and it helps a lot with their spending. And they've got an online uh, a website too. John would be inundated with emails. And yeah, really, Walter's, Walter's email box would explode. But it said it's very easy to set up. You can set it up in less than five minutes. Um, it's virtually all your financial relationships with a single secure login. I was going to say, um, I've seen, I don't know if it was this specifically or one like it, uh, Clark Howard talked about mm-hmm. it. And one of the things you just have to be careful of is that sites like this will ask you for your bank account information. Yeah. yeah. Be really careful about who you trust with that information. That's true. But I thought this sounded very interesting, you know, um, and it's free. You know, just kind of. Exactly. Just another planning tool, which I thought was very interesting. I'll contact her and send her a shirt since okay. she used her email in her segment. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that came back in July. She brought that to me. So, and I've been holding on to it since then. <laughs> Tells you how long it's been. Now, on the boards, I found a thread that I really liked. And this, I, I had been doing this at home for a couple of weeks where you try not to spend any money. I'm looking at Pete. He doesn't know what that's about. They do, yeah, no by I, months. I don't right? understand the words coming out of your mouth. No by November. Okay, so I decided to do this for to try to cut the budget and to save money, but just to not spend money, not necessarily save it because, okay, I don't have money. Wait, for an entire month not spend money? No, not for an entire month, but just they to... They do that on the boards. It's one of their challenges they do to each other. Not... Not to buy anything additional to food and gas and mm. things like that, but you can do it for any length of time. So we've been doing it at home. Okay, why are you saying these words out loud in the presence of Scrooge McTightwad back there? Because now he's going to be like, oh, we should do uh, <laughs> no buy 2011. Well, <laughs> we do it from 12 p.m. to 6 a.m. every single day. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even true. You order bags online. Well, we started out. We'll start off with 90 days, won't we, Pete? No, we won't. 90 days? No. no. We started out with just, I decided I was going to, we're going to eat what's in the freezer, what's in the pantry, and just go to the store for milk, bread, and fruit. And, you know, the simple things that you can't keep on hand. And Max will tell you our freezer is virtually almost empty now. I mean, you know how you buy meat, you put it in the freezer, you keep buying meat, you put it yes. in the freezer, you know? I, I hear you, Teresa. I mentioned this a couple times, and I say that we should do a... We have, too. We've cleaned out a lot like of stuff. Okay, peanut I butter will, tilapia? I will, do a no, <laughs> I will do a no buy if the following 12 hours is a double buy. <laughs> No, you <laughs> that can't do doesn't that. work. But the, this thread, it was called Eat you at Home. You can kind of set up your own rules. I mean, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, you can. This thread that I found was called Eat at Home, and it's by Figment3257. And they just decided that they were going to 
um, they feel like how much money they were spending on takeout and fast food oh, and eating yeah, out, and it was stressing them out. That's our weakness. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy any number. Extra money to pay off your bills, and you want to try to get motivated. So they started off. She spent a little under one hundred and twenty-five dollars at the store, and then she's planned out her menu for the whole week. And I've been doing that. I'll and I did this on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I said, okay, this is what I have in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Do you remember seeing that? And it was like it was just random stuff. You know, I found one steak, one piece of salmon. It's like a Gordon Ramsay challenge. You know, and I was like named chopped. off all this stuff. And then people were going, okay, you can put this with this. And But seriously, normally I would go to the grocery store and spend two two fifty a week on groceries for our family. Yeah. This last month, it's been $50 a week. Wow. Teresa, isn't there something where you can go online and see what's on sale at Publix? Yes. Just take the oh, Publix has an iPhone app. Oh my yes. gosh! Okay. Yes, I just found that too. But it's just been, now we've had some odd combinations now, and some nights we're not all eating the same thing. But that's okay. Yeah. But it's okay. Right. I mean, so far, the only thing left in my fridge is or my freezer is the fifty bags of blueberries, which nobody wants to eat. I'm, I'm not plugging Crazy. anything. Here's blueberries and ice for dinner. <laughs> Where? What were you doing with all these blueberries? Kelvin came back from visiting his family uh, with this cooler full of blueberries. I have to say, I like frozen blueberries. Pete does, well, too. Baby, I got quarts and quarts of them in the freezer that I'm nobody's eating. We have anything, a bag of frozen Rachel blueberries. Rachel Ray has a whole book on this. Yeah, but hers yeah. are fresh. She talks uh. about going out and stocking your pantry and doing once a month shopping, and then she calls it express line shopping, so that you can go into the market and do express line, go through the express line, and get your Milk. fresh meat, protein, protein mm-hmm. for dinner, and your veggies, everything that needs to be fresh, but you have all the other stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I tell that you, makes sense. If, you can keep, if you're dedicated to it, it works out. Well, I did it strictly as a, I got no money, we're going to have to eat what's in there, people. And, and some nights it's, you know, I don't know what the crap they're having tonight. I'm not going to be there, but you know. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's we're finding things that are in there, and Max has been really good about finding putting something together. And of course, we found out today he's eating all the chicken that was in the freezer, and left the rest of us the other stuff. But you get blueberries, <laughs> anyway, blueberry chicken. It was just it's just an interesting way to cut the budget to save money. It's also an int- we've done it. And not as a much so much a budget buster as a way to clean out some of the stuff that's in there and not be wasteful. Yeah. That you try and think to yourself, okay, I'm going to use what I already have as opposed to going out and buying more. What do you think about all the things that are in your pantry, Pete? Like <laughs> he's are you out. talking about expired or not, Teresa? He's thinking about things he can buy. You know, that what do I need at Best Buy? You buy on a whim. And then you go home and it gets shoved in the pantry. Well, you see, my, my problem is is that I forget what I have. Right. So that's what we did, too. Exactly. So I found that I, I don't have my phone on me, but I found this app. It's really cool. It lets me, like, to create a grocery list, it lets me scan the barcodes of what I need. And then it, and, and it picks up almost everything. It picks up almost everything I scan. Oh, that's cool. So, like, even, like, the Publix brand stuff, like, you scan. I don't think you could do the opposite with that. I think you can then make an inventory of what you have that way. Probably and scan everything you have in See, your freezer and then have a. But a your list. your pantry's so deep mm. that stuff goes to the. It's bath. cavernous. Yeah, ours is deep too. See, mine isn't. And I think I've, we have like six boxes of green tea because Corey went through a phase where he thought, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm only going to drink green tea." Well, the, the first week I started this, I just laid everything out on the counters, kind of in categories, and I said, "This is our food, people," and I'm not spending any money until it's gone. We don't let Jen watch the weather. <laughs> Because oh, if he sees that little hurricane thing, he goes yeah. out and buys crap like canned salmon and creamed corn. <laughs> oh, Ew. And I think 
thought to myself, I, I could be without electricity for several weeks. I will and not, that's not eat what I want. Can't <laughs> salmon or cream corn. Oh, when, the, when the weather gets bad, powdered donuts come into our house. I don't know why that's Kelvin's thing. He's got to have powdered donuts, peanut butter, and milk. Okay, milk's they're gonna spoil. If the, uh, who knows? But anyway, I thought that was a cool a way to. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was a cool way to, to cut back to I save think it's money. a great idea. That's great. Know? That's fantastic. But it really, you know, everybody was complaining in the beginning. But There's I did save money. There's only one problem now. Now your freezer's empty. It is totally empty. Shopping's so the next shopping. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be enormous. Oh, except the blueberries. They're everywhere. So, you know, everybody gets blueberries for Christmas. Start putting those out for, like, birds and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, my last catch your own. My last thing I want to talk about is um, the net. <laughs> We're having two blue jays for dinner. Yeah, right. <laughs> she drive by Teresa's house and she's on the front porch with a shotgun. <laughs> and a I found another way to save money. That's right. That'd be cool. You take a bunch though to feed it's the family. With, yeah, really. Take a bunch to just shut the neighbor's dog up. What's dog taste like? Anyway. <laughs> Um, the last thing I want to talk about is, okay, we've been, I've been here for several years now, and you always see the same people, our listeners, which I love, planning their trips to come back to Disney year after year after year. I want to know how they can do this. How are they affording this? So, people, you need to tell me. They're eating blueberries. They're eating blueberries. <laughs> what little things are you doing to put money in your pocket to get you back here every year? I want to know that. Or so, what are, you, what are you cutting out of your regular? Yeah, spending? what are you cutting? Are you having yard sales? Are the kids helping? Are they saving? I've heard people put your change in a big jar, you know, all year long. Save cans and turn them in for money. Yeah, I mean, I want to know what y'all are doing. So, it's cool. a good idea. Send me an email. T Eccles at wdwinfo.com. I want. I want to get a little only to Teresa. Yeah, that's fine. Yes, I want your ideas. I want a little. I want to get a little list going that we can put up. And this is how people this is are doing how, This it. is how we're getting to Disney. And I think it's I'm, – I'm fascinated to find out how they're doing it. And Eccles is spelled E-C-H-O-L-S. So it's T-E-C-H-O-L-S at www.info.com. But I don't know. Because there's a lot of people out there who think your last name is Echo. Or Etchels. Is Miss Etchels at home? No, she's not. You know when they pronounce your name wrong. You don't know me. Goodbye. Cool. So anyway, I just so we'll let that go for a couple months, and then maybe the first of the year we'll we'll do a major list and see what our ideas cool. are. Great. Well, thank you for that, Teresa. We're going to move on to our next segment. Walter and I had a chance to stay at the Grand Floridian back in September, and we enjoyed it immensely. It was it was great. Uh, now I will start off by saying it's, I just I feel like I say this at the start of every hotel review. This isn't one of my favorite hotels. Um, not for any reason other than that the whole Victorian aesthetic just doesn't appeal to me. There's just no emotional connection for me with, you know, Victorian anything. Um, And I've always felt that the Grand was a bit stuffy and a bit, you know, just not... I was uncomfortable. I was always kind of uncomfortable walking through the lobby, felt like I was underdressed and, (laughs) you know... So, with that said, um, this is the Grand Floridian, obviously, is the flagship resort here in Orlando for for Disney. Uh, It is modeled after the Hotel Del Coronado, 
which is on Coronado Island outside San Diego in California. Uh, that is a, a very famous old hotel. And uh, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, and I could have this off, that when Eisner took over and they kind of went into the vault, they found sketches that Walt had done of building, for, the, for, for Disney World, of building a hotel modeled after the Del Coronado, and that's where the Grand Floridian came from. Uh, 867 rooms uh, spread out among, um, forgot how many buildings, but there's a tower building and then there are several annex buildings. Is that all? Because it seems huge. It's just it's so massive. It's well, eight hundred, yeah, eight hundred and sixty-seven yeah. rooms is a big resort for a deluxe resort. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big resort. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Um, Five-story high lobby, that is really spectacular. I mean, especially if you go there over the holidays. I mean, that's a spectacular lobby. Uh, this was an occasion where I opted not to use online check-in. Um, We've done online check-in with all the reviews we've done this year, and it's worked out great. And I always come back and say the same thing, which is use online check-in, and I encourage you to do that. But I felt that for this review, I wanted to actually have a check-in experience, a normal one, and see how good it was. And I'm glad I did that because it gave us an opportunity to get our first real interaction with a cast member at uh, the Grand Floridian. Her name was Elvira, and she was from Brooklyn. And I got to tell you, she was as sweet and charming as as could be. And I'm really, after that, I was really glad I didn't do online check-in because while she was checking, she said, well, first of all, we got there, and I think maybe we waited five minutes. Every time I walk through that lobby, I'm amazed that there's no one standing in line. So either they're really efficient. Well, you know, like we we waited for five minutes, and... She came out, saw us waiting there, and called us over, and just was like apologizing profusely that we were waiting. I'm like, really? It wasn't wasn't that bad? Right. Um, and while she's checking us in, we're chatting about New York, we're chatting about the weather, we're chatting about all this stuff. It was just really nice. It was you could tell this was a this was a well trained, well seasoned cast member. And if I have to describe the cast at the Grand Floridian, that's exactly how I would do it. Well-trained and well-seasoned. These are not newbies. These are not people who just came in off the street. Or if they are, they're just really, really good at what they do. Because we had some wonderful experiences. Elvira was the first of them. She gave us uh, directions to our our room, which was in... Um, uh, was it Saw? So- uh, Sago Key. Sago, Sago Key. Key. <laughs> and... I can get lost in my own house. So, of course, I mean, she gave us good directions. I just didn't follow them. And we're walking around and kind of looking like lost tourists. And we come across Leslie, who looks at us and realizes that we're lost. And he says to us, he's like, you know, what building are you going to? And we tell him what building in our room number. He's like, I'm walking that way. Uh, Let me walk you over. And he walks us over to the building, explains to us that he had been there. I believe it was 19 years. 19 years. Uh, that he had been working there and how much he loved working for Disney and how much he loved working at the Grand. Um, and uh, I just, I was like, okay, wow, we've been here all of about 20 minutes. And one of my big complaints, if you remember from the Beach Club review, was that I felt the cast was adequate and professional, 
but there was no magic. There was no sense of, I'm really glad to be here. I'm really glad that you're here, and I want to do anything I can to make your stay special. From the minute we walked into the grant, we had just the opposite experience. That was obviously what was going on with these cast members, that sense of, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. I want to make your stay special. Um, got to our room. Well, first of all, we get into the Sego K uh, building, and we take the elevator up. And one of the only things I have to comment on that would be considered a negative about this particular trip was the elevators in the, in the Sego K building. The finish inside the elevators. Are, were filthy. 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 Why these have not been redone, I don't know. But it looks like from the day that building was built, those elevators have not been refurbished. Well, they, they have a shiny coating on it's it. Like it's like a, a brass. Has, the brass was all... And most of it has dulled over. It's quite... Yeah, it's dirty brass, basically. I thought you were going to mention the birdcage elevators in the lobby, which are so unbelievably slow. No, no, that I, I can deal with that. I, I, what I thought was stunning in a negative way was that in a building with guest rooms, you've got, you know, in this beautiful building, this beautiful resort, you walk into these, these elevators and they just, the, the brass was all worn. It was like all worn off. Like it had been there for years and years and years and no one had done anything to touch it up. It was just surprising. Um, we, uh, we were on the fifth floor, top floor, in a corner room um, with a vaulted ceiling in, in our room, which was really nice. Very nice. Um, some of those, if you're on, if, some of the buildings, if you're on the top floor, you get this nice vaulted. And that was a very nice um, patio we had. And there was a, a balcony, wall, yeah. balcony that came up to like your chest. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I could walk around naked all day and no one can see me from the <laughs> Of <balcony>. course, because <laughs> that's what goes through his head. Um, we did. We had a we had a really nice uh, a really nice balcony that overlooked the marina. Uh, didn't have a view of the castle unless we like looked out and over and past the tree. And we had a big tree blocking <laughs> a view of the castle. But uh, the room itself, uh, you know, appointed the way you would expect a room at the Grand Floridian to be appointed. Um, uh, Lots of golds and blues and, you know, very Victorian look, very Victorian touches. Uh, everything was in good shape. I will say that when we first checked in, there was a, uh, there was a, a uh, when we first checked in to the room, I did notice there was quite a bit of dust. Uh, we found quite a bit of dust in a certain, uh, you know, in certain areas um, which was kind of disappointing. However, without saying anything to housekeeping, the next day after housekeeping had been there, that room was immaculate. So my guess is that room had been vacant for a little while, and they had done a complete clean once they saw a guest was in there. So the fact that it was corrected without me having to say anything, which did not happen at the Waldorf when we went and stayed at the Waldorf and there was all that dust... It didn't get corrected without having to say anything. So um, I, I, don't, I don't hit them as hard because after our first night checked in, the room was immaculate. It was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Very comfortable. But again, and I, I don't know if it's just me or if they've actually changed the sheets in these rooms, but 
if you remember at the beach club, I said I was really surprised at the quality or lack thereof of the bed sheets. And here again, these bed sheets felt like they were the same bed sheets we had at at the beach club. And they felt like they were cheap hospital sheets. Now, I don't know if it's because of something about the bed bugs and maybe these sheets are resistant or... If there's something else going on, or if I'm just imagining it, um, but I'm pretty good at spotting quality sheets. So obviously something has changed uh, in this in this equation. And I never remember Disney sheets being like that, but maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But other than that, very comfortable room. It was an upgraded room. We had the flat screen television. <clears throat> The desk with the uh, multiple outlets and the internet connection on the desk, not sitting in between the bed. Uh, you know the uh, upgraded H two O amenities. Uh, it's you know pretty much the Disney formula for the rooms. Uh, what was nice is that we got a great rate on this room. This was in September, and we got this room for two sixty eight a night, which at the Grand is cheap. Did you use one of the posted discounts, the 40% or? Uh, I believe this was an annual pass discount. I believe this was an AP discount that I got. (coughs) Um, So the room, very comfortable. uh, Definitely worth, especially for the location, because the Grand Floridian is uh, the final stop on the monorail before the Magic Kingdom, so it's nice nice and close. Uh, Really felt that you know, all things considered, high marks on the rooms, high marks for housekeeping, uh, for the way the room was maintained. Uh, I asked for extra uh, product once. They brought a lot of it, and then every day they left me extras, which I thought was awesome. It's the first time Disney Housekeeping has done that. I, I think maybe your reputation precedes you for hoarding, and they knew that you were going to take it anyway. Or... Or maybe they're just really thoughtful and oh, do a okay. good job. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's, that's a problem. Um, Did you mention this? Is it a king or a queen bed? These were two queen beds. These were two queen beds. And uh, I, the room was about, I'm going to say, about 400 square feet, uh, as is with all the deluxes. They're, not, they're halfway decent size uh, rooms. Bathroom was a little odd, I think, because of the location of our room. Uh, the actual commode and shower area was a little... It had, had a weird angular design to it. It was kind of odd, but Pete has have the rooms ever been redone or is that original? Oh no, those rooms are. Be, oh yeah, no, these rooms have been redone. Sure, okay. these rooms are redone every every so many years. Uh, yeah, they have to be. You could because it was a nice little room. I mean, I yeah, that was a definitely an upgraded room. Okay. Um, so check in process, great. Uh, rooms were great. Uh, like I said, uh, the dust and the condition of the of the elevators uh, left something to be desired. But I'm not I'm not knocking them too much. Well, then we went back to the lobby. We were I guess taking pictures, and the cast member saw my camera, and he said, "What model camera is that?" And he sat and talked to us about pictures and everything for what ten minutes. This was again another example of this uh, the service level that's there. Um, it was this sense of, I'm really glad you're here. 
And when you're spending the kind of money that you're spending at a uh, a resort like this, you, that, that's what you want to feel. And he didn't have to go out of his way and do this. He didn't have to go out well, of his way and start this discussion. It was natural. You can tell he, he really was happy. He saw a camera. We really started talking about mutual interest, and he enjoyed doing that. It wasn't, um, let me think of something to talk about with the people. Right. And he talked to us for a long, and he's like, oh, man, i got to get back to work. And he ran off because he was with us. I'm sent yeah, there was, you know, it was nice. And this, this was a common, a common theme. And um, I'll give you another example of just over the top. Uh, in my opinion, over-the-top customer service, um, I had forgotten my sleeping pills. And I had, uh, uh, we had, I, I'd realized it right after the store in the hotel closed. And they were still inside the store. <laughs> and I'm like trying to get them to open it, and they wouldn't open it. And so I go to the front desk and said, you know, just in the off chance that maybe back there they have like some Tylenol PM. I figured they wouldn't. But I went and asked and I said, the store closed. Do you guys have anything? And they said, no, but you know what? We can get a manager to open the store for you. And, and the manager on duty came over, walked us over to the store, opened the store, went in. They, it turns out they didn't sell anything, any sleep aids. But the fact that they did this and were happy to do it and no attitude, no eye rolling or teeth sucking or any of that, it was, again, we're happy to be here and we're happy you're here too, hmm. is really what I walked away from. Um, so cast interaction, they get massive, massive marks. This so much makes up for the lack of that that I found at the beach club. Uh, and honestly, at least at every deluxe, I actually, I think at every Disney resort, that should be the standard. That's what they should all be doing. It shouldn't just be limited to the grand, but in a certain way, it kind of looks like it is like the grand is where that service is held. And then the rest of them kind of, I don't know, maybe not so much. Um, but now in terms of, uh, food, we had a meal. The last time I had a dinner at 1900 Park Fair, it was like, okay, if I never come back here again, it'll be too soon. The food was extremely good. We had a, it was a character meal. The characters were the most interactive of any I have ever seen at a character meal ever. Very, an very animated. Yeah. Um, and just really seemed to be into it. I've never seen characters like you said interact the way they did it wasn't like i walked by they put their arm out you know you take a picture they're gone they really came and was talking to you they stayed in character it was it was amazing was and this the stepsisters and ladies from yes Europe? and yep and, and, and cinderella and prince charming and i mean it and we didn't see them once we saw them right. in the course of dinner probably about three or four times all making their rounds, and they constantly coming back. And yeah, the same experience. They're rolling around on the, the floor. They're doing whatever to entertain people. They were they were amazing, absolutely amazing. The stepsisters, like you were talking about, they were one and of the, my favorites. And, and the food was good. And even though it's a price, I forgot off the top of my head what the price was. Even though it was a pricey buffet, um, it was worth it. I felt it was worth it because the character interaction was great and the food was good. My biggest complaint about 1900 Park Fair is it's usually deafeningly loud. In it is kind. It is. It is a bit loud. But um, like I said, um, especially if you've got kids, 
Um, but even without kids, I mean, they were so – they just engaged us constantly as an adult couple. Um, and yeah, they I, never I really appreciate They always made sure they stopped and they interacted with us as much as with the children. Because you have, you do have the occasions where if you don't have children with you, you get the you get the drive by, the drive by experience. And that didn't happen here. Uh, I wish I could say good things about the Grand Floridian Cafe, and this upsets me to no end because there was a time where the Grand Floridian Cafe was really and truly a wonderful restaurant. That day has come and gone. This place is crap. The service is crap. And the food is crap. And this is the harshest thing I have to say about anything at the Grand Floridian. Burn that restaurant to the ground and do it again. Do you remember our review where we never reviewed it because we left? <laughs> we, we sat there for two hours, and the only thing that came out of the kitchen was a lukewarm cup of chicken noodle it soup. It was just, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know what is going on there. But at, you know, when they first uh, seated us, they wanted to seat us at a table where... Like, it was right next to a window, and there was a worker on a ladder right next to the table working. And I said, can I sit someplace where people aren't working? Or going to fall on you? And she, she looked at me. Well, he's not going to be there long. I'm like, I really don't care. I don't want to sit there. And this was like, and I, and it was attitude. It was attitude immediately. Problem. A lot of attitude. They right. sat us at a, there were eight of us and they tried to sit us at a table for six in a restaurant that wasn't very crowded. And when no. we finally asked if we could move to a larger table with the man actually threw chairs. It's, I, I, this, it seems to be an ongoing, an ongoing thing that there's obviously it's the mat, obviously it's the management of that particular, um, uh, restaurant, and it stands in such remarkably stark contrast to the rest of the hotel. I mean, it, and I think that's what made it stand out so much more because the rest of these experiences were just fantastic. So uh, food-wise, and of course, you do have Citrico's and you do have Narcusi's, uh, two of Kevin's favorite restaurants, certainly. Uh, I haven't been to Narcusi's, believe it or not. Um, I have uh, Citrico's many, many times. Always have a great meal there. I'm hearing some things about Narcusis that we have to go back and re-review it. Like uh, slipping a little bit? I've just heard a couple of rumblings that maybe things aren't as good as they have been in the past. Sure. And I think it's time for us to go back. Um, Max agrees. Yes. Um, go ahead. I'm looking at the uh, the reviews for the Grand Floridian Cafe, 6.6. .6 Out of a possible 10. 10. Now, yeah. Uh, and um, generous. I was about to say the same thing. But actually, in comparison generous. to the rest of the other restaurants that you'll see, that's very low. It's yeah. really very low. Um, well, that tells you that it's an across we're the not board the only right, right. We're not the only ones. We're not the only ones. Um, two pools at the Grand Floridian. Uh, one is, I guess, what they consider a quiet pool, which wasn't very quiet. Mm, yeah. Um, and then the family pool, which has the slide, uh, that pool also has a great view of the Magic Kingdom. That pool is also handicapped accessible. I yes, it is. Zero is entry. Regular. It's a zero entry pool. Um, and uh, you did the hot tub. I did do the hot tub. Um, it was large. It, the temperature was a, a nice temperature. Uh, it wasn't full of kids. I don't remember because there was a lot of kids at the pool, but. They were not at the hot tub, so that's always a plus for me. We also took the opportunity to rent a uh, pontoon a, boat, a pontoon boat uh, to drive around uh, 
Bay Lake and Seven Seas Lagoon, something I highly recommend you do. That was very nice, yeah. And with the annual pass, uh, again, I'm sorry, I don't have my notes from what we paid on everything. I apologize, but that'll be in the blog that I put up with this. But I believe it was about, we got over an hour, and I think I paid 40-some-odd dollars. I love taking out a pontoon boat. Um, it is so much fun, and it's I a great... Like a dollar, a I thought it ended up being like a dollar a minute. We so I thought it was like 60 that. bucks for the hour? It might have been. It might have been. I, I thought it was less than that. I remember talking to Teresa about that. Yeah. I thought it, but it was really worth it. Whatever it was, we had actually over an hour. Who drove it? I did, of course. Well, we both did. We, we both, both did because I would drive for a while. He'd take pictures. He would drive for a while. I would take video. So It's a lot of fun. Um, it really is. Overall, I can tell you that my, my feeling is the Grand Floridian lives up in spades to its reputation as Disney's flagship. It does, it does the resort chain proud um, with the sole exception of the Grand Floridian Cafe, which I think needs new management, a new menu, and a new chef. Uh, this is a this is a great resort. I can highly recommend it. I would highly recommend it. And even though I'm not a fan of the Victorian stylings, I cannot wait to go back and stay at this uh, hotel again. I uh, reviewed the Waldorf Astoria on one side of this, the Grand Floridian on the other, and I actually experienced those two hotels within a week of each other and i can tell you in my estimation hands down hands down the grand floridian takes the crown between those two hotels not that that the waldorf isn't wonderful but just an entirely different class of service uh the waldorf is uh, almost is a very subservient type of service whereas the grand floridian i consider a more intimate type of service and for me personally I really like the the intimacy of the of the service experience at, now, at the Grand. Now, once paid full price, uh, it would be absolutely worth it. Really? Yes, for the room, for the grounds, for the service in particular. Um, if I paid four hundred dollars a night for that room, this review would not have changed to one iota. Um, it, at 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 two hundred and sixty dollars a night, it it's was a bargain. A bargain. Yeah. But if it was four hundred dollars a night, I this review would not have altered one bit. Uh, of the reviews I have done so far, of the hotels I have stayed at this year and reviewed so far, uh, the Grand takes the cake. The Grand absolutely takes the cake. And I almost wish I had done this next year sometime because I think uh, the rest of the hotels are going to have trouble uh, meeting up to the standard because this is the standard. This is the bar uh, that the rest of them have to meet. And... uh, the management and the team at the Grand Floridian should be should be really proud of themselves. They do an excellent job, excellent hotel, highly recommend. And that will do it for our review of the Grand Floridian, and we'll also do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.